Welcome to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. That's Audrey Garrett and Jeracy Mack. They're two women with voices that just happen to have sons in the NFL. That means you'll hear about football and motherhood, but you'll never know what you're going to hear next. So let's get this conversation started. Here are your hosts, Garrett and Mac. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Once again, with Double Down with Garrett and Mac, you know, Dracy, as I'm listening to that intro, it's like, you'll never know what you're going to hear. And this episode, we're really going to shoot from the cuff. It's a whole lot of stuff going on. We're just a week mm. out from the election. Uh, football, mm. football just happened this weekend. The Browns pulled out a win. Go, MG, go, MG, go. Um, okay, keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and and it's a lot of things happening. For the last two weeks, we had we talked about human trafficking. We had a, a, a great time getting a better understanding with Kim, Sean Kim, about um, human trafficking and the forms of human tra- trafficking that it comes in, and how it's not just about sex. And so this week, you know, we talked about doing a, something a little bit lighter. You know, yes. let's talk about your. Oh, you want to hit football first? Which one you want to do? Because I'll let you go ahead and do football first. Go ahead. Get it out of the way. Okay, okay. The Browns won. The Browns won. We the Browns won. We are now five and two for the first what? time in child. Say it again. What? Say it again. Say it again. What? Browns are five and two. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Woo, woo. Okay, so <laughs> let me. <laughs> but my cowboys. Okay, so oh. Eddie, girl, did you see that hit? Oh. oh, and you know what? The I was watching TV this morning. I rarely watch, you know, football shows in the next morning because you I football all day long on Sunday. But they were I came across a show where they were talking about the fact that none of the Dallas Cowboys came to Andy Dalton's defense when he got he was like they stood around and said, Oh, that looked like it hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know. They were like, somebody want your offensive line and somebody was supposed to tap that ass. I mean, somebody was supposed to get busy. <laughs> they were like, the rest of the team just stood around like, ooh, you'll be all right when the swelling go down. I mean, it was it was like the most jacked up situation. And I thought to myself, well, dang, you know, I never, you know, half the time you sit there and go, you're not supposed to fight on the field and you can get fined and whatever, whatever. But they mm-hmm. say when your quarterback takes a hit, Everybody's supposed to come off his bench, you know, exactly. and them fines. Um, that was a hell of a hit. If 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 you were in the street, you got you got towed down like that. I I I go, I jump in with my gun. <laughs> with, with your gun. With, with my gun. gun. Maybe that's maybe that's why they didn't come because they didn't have a gun. Because I believe we Texas girl, I, we all carry guns. What I believe what happened with the Cowboys. Um, and I know I got some family members that are cringing right now because, yeah, I'm finna, I'm finna, I'm finna, as they say, cap on them, bust on them, roll I on am, them. I am a life. First of all, fan. they, they are, first of all, they're still mourning Dak. He did, Jeracy. I know, but, but they're mourning that he's out for the season. So, mourning uh, is such you, a strong you know, word. But that, but I mean, that, that was horrible to see that happen. Hmm. But they are still trying to deal with, the agony of defeat and the shock they call a Mary in the car, car, uh, Arizona car, car. Hey, hey, hey. Is what's, that, what's is that Kyle, what you was circling what, around to? I, I, I was getting that. To get to. I was getting that. Because was Kyle not like James Brown? Hop! 
Watch out. Come get me there. Shut down. Mm. My God. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Now, I, didn't I wish people game. could see our faces because my face is just like, really? Really? You could cash me outside with that one. You know, I love Kyler Murray. I'm a Kyler Murray fan. Let me, just, let me just say that, but not against my Cowboys. It's like, mm, not today, Satan. <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, but but you got to give Kyler some props. He hit some Kyler moves out there. He hit some moves mm-hmm. out there. It make you. I mean, when I'm looking, I'm like, look at James Brown running around on the field. Oh, he little you, man. You, you know what? It's so funny because I had a I have a friend, a lifelong friend, played played in the NFL for many years, and he once told me that he hated playing like Barry Sanders because he was so little. He was so darn hard to catch. Mm-hmm. And he said mm-hmm. that that was like one of the hardest guys to play because he could just switch on a dime. And that's every time I see Kyler play somebody that little and he switch like, you know, just switch on a dime, even though they're different positions, it's still, he's so little, it's hard for the bigger guys to move their bodies. Mm-hmm. Unless your name is Miles Garrett. To move their bodies. So I'm I waiting to match up. I ain't mad. I'ma sit in the middle of the stadium. I ain't gonna Ky- sit on either or. I'm sitting Ky- in the middle of the stadium. Kyler been hit by Miles. He, he don't want none of that. He don't want none of that. Ask him. He don't want none of that. Speaking of Miles, look at our yes. sacks per game. Yeah. Look at my yes. look at my little man showing yes. out. Consecutive sacks. Consecutive, Consecutive you know sacks. Do you know I get more people that inbox me related to his game day attire than his sacks at this point? Because I post, I post on social media, um, his game day attire every um, game day, and mm-hmm. I get people that are like, "Oh, he putting it down. He could, that boy can wear a suit. He think he GQ. He better get somewhere and sit down. He looked like he his did. Daddy. He, he did like look his... handsome. Yes, I ain't gonna say he looked like his daddy. He did look <laughs> handsome yesterday. Boy, he went so, like his daddy, Mr. Garrett, did it for me, you know, all the years ago. Guys, come we, through, come uh, through, LG. Okay, now, on the other, on the other note, because uh, I'm getting nauseated. I don't know about y'all, America, but I'm getting nauseated right now. Whatever. We need to move on. Whatever. We need to move on. Okay. Well, so you know. What? I have a young man. Yeah. That um, is at, he's a baseball player. Indeed. And he's. Keelan Mack, baby boy, a.k.a. Baby boy. Low. Yeah. So, you know, we like to see our name in lights. We like to see them shine and light up. For all of you viewers who need to see this, my son, Mr. Baseball Player, set a record at Grambling State University this past week with a squat of 700 pounds. Yes, squat of 700 pounds. He get it from his mama. So Girl, did you really just own it like that? You ain't giving no I credit. Did. To... Oh, okay. I did. Well, that's I what did. we do. Okay. I did. And so if when you look at it, you're gonna say he could have went one more time, two more times. But his name is already up in lights. I ain't no sense in showing out about it. You know, I figured it'll be up there a while. But wow. uh I am ready for me some baseball. I'm ready to see some power come from behind them legs and sell me some balls out of the park this year. I'm very proud of him. He's well, you know, I plan hard. on, you know, I plan on coming to see, you know, Keelan's my baby boy. I mean, he your baby boy, but he's my baby because he's just like I the share. sweetest young man. I, th- I think I've said before on this show that um, I actually talked more to him when Dalen was in school than Dalen. Um, we talking about Keelan. I, yeah. No, he's the sweetest. And I said, he's my baby boy because I actually talked more to him when Dalen was in school than I did to Dalen. 
Are you are you okay today? If you want to call a Mac boy sweet, I'm gonna let you have it on your. Oh, own. that wait a minute, wait a minute. So to tell the <laughs> listening audience their um their nicknames, they have always been known as Homicide and Suicide, aka Lord the Mac us. Boys. Lord so it one of the things was uh, when Under Armour came to the school to present Dalen with his Under Armour All American. Uh, Jersey to play in the game his counselor it was so sweet she said oh look at homicide and suicide I'm so proud of him <laughs> girl I, okay all, okay so my kids have nicknames too and neither one of them called homicide suicide or, or, or any other side um Miles believe it or girl okay so my nickname for Miles is either Mills or Moose so I called him Mills because I wanted him to be able to know his name as he was getting older and he was a little boy and I say Mills and he said that's not my name and I said okay I just want to make sure you know and I called him Moose because he was an 11 pound baby so he knows <laughs> when he hears either Moose or Mills it's me calling him absolutely nobody else calls him that and so one time I'm in the stands and I'm like Mills Mills and this woman said his name is Miles and I said mm-hmm. girl <laughs> if you don't catch you some business over there let me hear I got this so then when okay. Miles comes up you know, after the game, she kind of looks at me and I'm like, mm. hey, Mills. Yeah, yeah exactly. You exactly. Have, see, because, you know, I've told you before, we don't wear gear and a whole bunch of stuff to game. So people don't know mm-hmm. it's us. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, we try to be very, you know, low key. Um, mm-hmm. no, no, no 95 jerseys. I mean, every now and then, but it doesn't say Miles's mom or, or anything mm-hmm. on it. I could just be a regular fan going through the center. I don't think my husband has ever worn um, mm-hmm. a jersey or anything to a game uh, we just don't do it but honey she tried to correct me and I'm like girl ooh, you know Dracy I almost said my favorite saying but I don't 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 go there don't go there I, I almost put it out there Jesus girl, come on Jesus 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 I was ma'am you don't know I, I can handle this over here catch it get your life what's funny what's funny to me is one day um the boys and I were sitting and we were talking and Dalen said, Mama, do you have to be so loud in the stands? I'm like, you can actually hear me down there. And <laughs> you can hear your mother's voice anywhere. He said, Mama, I could pick you out of a million people. And I know when you feeling good. And I know when you feeling disappointed. And I'm still on, but you can hear me down there. Because he never shows any sign that he can hear me. He doesn't turn his head sideways a little bit. He doesn't nod his head. So I'm sitting there. He's discussing. And I'm still saying, and you can hear me down there. Girl, and so- <laughs> do you know how, what may, because I told you before, I don't cheer at games. I rarely cheer. And it's because during basketball season, um, I could be, if I can't stop talking, you know, I can't. I'm loud too. And so during one of my Sean's basketball games, I would wait till it would get quiet and I say, get on defense. You know, I'm yelling. And so one day he let it get quiet. And he turned around and said, mother, shh. He put his fingers to his lips and told me, basically hush your mouth. And so from that point on, I have hushed my mouth during games. Now for Miles, Lawrence does a lot of talking. You know, we've always sat close enough to where, you know, Lawrence will yell out instructions. Mm-hmm. And, but mommy now, I, that mm-hmm. after that game where my child 
Child, people turned around, looked in the stands. I was like, oh, let me hush my mouth. I know. I know. And that's with Keelan. He's been up to bat. And I'm like, come on, what you waiting on? <laughs> he was actually, he threw his hand up to poof me. And I thought, Ooh. and I'm sitting over there in my chair and say, that's okay. Because after the game, I'm going to talk to him about that. He's going to embarrass me in front of all these people out here and put his hand up. <laughs> so me and him will discuss that later. I holler, Keelan, that was your error. Girl. He'll look over at me and just shake his head. And, I'm and like, if I say something too loud, Lawrence would be like, that ain't right. You know, I mean, because I tell people, <laughs> I don't know basketball. I don't know football. I never watch the game. I watch mm-hmm. my child to make sure they're not getting hurt. And, you know, Bria being a, you know, even though she did track and field, she was a tremendous, tr- tremendous cheerleader. I mean, she was a feature tumbler, all of that. And girl, she would come to me and say, well, did you see the part of the routine? I said, were you, were, did you flip? Were you in it? Because all I watch is you. She's like, mom, I don't see the big picture on the mm-hmm. field or on the court. I mm-hmm. just, I have tunnel vision with my child. And that's how I know exactly when my children are doing stuff, if they're on the ground, if they're hurt, if there's a delay getting up, whatever. I know it when I see it because I'm only watching my child. So if you want to ask me about plays, I don't, Lawrence would be like, mm-hmm. you don't say nothing, don't. Mm-hmm. That's I know. I have two nephews that are coaches and my one of my nephews he said nay nay you can't yell out wait a coach coach keep coaching coach I said but I, I thought my job was to encourage you he said just sit quietly please if you want to help and I'm like <laughs> girl look and, you're cheering, cheering over this thing is sometimes you have to encourage yourself uh, yeah so I'm trying to help him out now and I'm taking pictures of him and he was like really Really, I'm just excited. I'm watching my nephew coach his first game. I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm taking pictures. And everybody hates the iPad. Oh, yeah. You and your iPad drove me crazy for three years at AM. Yes, ma'am. Every time I turned around, you had, let's take a picture. And I'm not a picture taking person because nine times out of 10, I mean, back in the day, we used to dress up to go to like games and you came in a boss, mm-hmm. girl. I mean, the chicks I was rolling with, we came, we came diva down. These young women now, okay, I ain't, I'm not pointing nobody. I'm just saying, oh, a whole bunch of them look like they are coming fresh off the pole. So it, it is not even classy. It's like, oh, so they either look like they. Do you have to put on every item that they got a number on? <laughs> they got on ninety five hats. Ninety five. I'm not, I'm not talking about Miles' girlfriend. I'm just, I'm just pulling a number out, and he Miles just has to be ninety five. You know, mm-hmm. everything points to, I'm with him. And it's mm-hmm. like, I, that's the one thing I love about Miles' girlfriend is she doesn't carry everything with her. You would never know that was his girlfriend. And I love it. I, I love it just like- Miles has a girlfriend? Love it to death. She only thought I was crazy for like 20 minutes. And just then she little. realized I was just-, just a, a little I, was, bit. <laughs> I think I'm, I think I scared her. No, she thinks she really thinks that we are like the funniest thing, and, and nobody else probably thinks we're funny, but we probably think we're funny because you know we get together, you know. And then for people who who know me, and um, you know, since I just kind of do my own thing, the fact that I love crafts, people think it's hysterical that I get so excited about going to Joanne's Fabrics. <laughs> exactly. And you know, you know me. And yes. I don't care what city we're in, we're like, oh, they got a Joanne's fabric. Let's go in here and see, you know. And my my addiction is 
the sewing machine. I can't, I am, I am, I am not a seamstress. Mm-hmm. I can do what I want to do, but I love the little crafty things in my retirement, you know, since I don't have a full-time job. Um, and she thought it was just funny that that was my side of my personality. She just, I would never have guessed that. Never. Well, I'm going to say this before we go to break. Mm-hmm. And everybody who knows me know I love my Auntie Ivy. She's my Auntie Ivy. Stop it. She's not. She's mine. But it just kills me every time she says, I need some new materials. <laughs> no, what it really kills you is when she says, where my baby Audrey at? With, she, she don't me. ever say that. She my Aunt Ivy. She send me gifts. She don't ever say that. You just mad. I, don't be salty. Aunt okay. Ivy <laughs> make me something. You no. see it. You got to have it. And you know she make it for me. Well, don't be mad this baby sister be getting stuff and you the older sister. It's okay. Well, my Andy Abby does real good with her materials. <laughs> and as Daylon and Keelan and I have told you and Miles, we don't like to share our Andy Abby. That's because you're selfish. Her, mat- her materials that she used to make selfish. us stuff is our selfish. materials. It's not so, godly to be selfish. About. You need prayer. I- so as we go to break, I want y'all to understand my Andy Ivy is my Andy Ivy, me and the Mac boys. Not but she Audrey shares and Miles Garrett. She shares with me because she loves me and I'm not selfish. So I don't mind sharing my Andy Ivy with you. And you can tell that's the difference between you and me because I say aunt and you say aunt. It's a southern thing. I'm, I'm southern. Country. She responds just like materials. My Aunt Ivy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the materials okay y'all we have played enough when we come back we're going to be talking um politics we're going to talk about the, the election we're going to talk about getting out to vote and making sure you exercise your right to vote and give you some of our insights on some of the the shenanigans that have been coming up in the in the news lately in politics we'll talk to you after the break okay, welcome back with we'll come back to double down with garrett and matt Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hello, I am Jose Sanchez with Jose Sanchez Law Firm. As an aggressive Harvard-educated lawyer for almost 20 years, I have fought for the rights, freedoms, and voices for the people all around the world. Whether it's winning millions of dollars for the injured people or getting not guilty verdicts in the courtroom, I am a success. During the times of hardship, You need an advocate that will fight for your rights and is not scared of the courtroom. Visit my website at attorneysanchez.com and let me be your voice. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, 
philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. You are listening to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. If you want to make your voice heard, call us during the live show at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Mac at gmail.com. Now back to Double Down. We want to welcome everybody back to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. We hope you're enjoying the show so far. Uh, with our first few weeks, we had some uh, some serious topics that was going on. So we wanted to show more of our personality today in our show. And this part of the show makes me very nervous um, <laughs> because my co-host has a whole lot to say and I have to attempt to coach her and some of the things to be, to be, ah, uh, she to play on the field. I'm the coach this time. I hope as I don't have to bench her. As long as I don't stay in this month here. See, if I don't have to bench her, we going to get some flags thrown on us. <laughs> and we might have some ejections going through here. But we want to talk about politics. With the election coming up, uh, it is very important that, everyone takes this very serious. Mm -hmm. I know that there's a lot going on with the COVID. We're hearing a lot of different things in the media. And so many people can become confused with all the different things because one show might say something and you hear that and another show might not mention it and you don't hear it. And then you hear something later and it starts to confuse the whole situation. Right. So with that being said, I'm gonna allow my co-hosts to start speaking her mind. And if you hear me holler Jesus, that's your whistle. <laughs> that means I found a yellow flag and you got to stop talking. So long as you follow the rules, I'll let you talk. Teresa, I'm not that bad. Okay, so uh, let's, let's, okay. So first of all, uh, this morning I exercised my right to vote. I've been driving around a couple of days looking for a, the least longest line I could find. So I picked a rainy day and I'm like, oh yes, raining is cold outside. I'm gonna go, girl, by the grace of God, people were standing in line with their umbrellas preparing and, and set one voting. And I'm like, you know, this is for my kids. It's in honor of my ancestors. I'm gonna stand out here and vote. And I don't care who you vote. Yes, I do. Yeah, I do. Um, mm. I throw my flag on myself because my mind process, I'm gonna throw a flag on myself. But uh, I'm not going to give myself a penalty because I didn't say it out loud. But I, I think it is incumbent upon us um, as citizens. It is, it is your right to vote. It's not a privilege. It's a right. And women should be out here fiercely voting because we were not allowed to vote. Black people should be out here fiercely voting because we were not allowed to vote. And quite frankly, the very fact that the um, right to vote for Black people is not even something that is, it, it's not even like 
it's an amendment. I mean, it's not, it's not even, they could take that right away, <laughs> you know? So mm-hmm. if you have the exactly. right to vote, you should exercise your right to vote. Um, I, I got tickled in the news today when I woke up this morning. I heard in, in somewhere in my brain that Pence had five people around him. It started off for two, now it's five as far as um, the last time I checked the news around him that have contracted COVID. And, you know, let me just say that when you contract COVID, you know, most people are going to survive um, and fight it off. Some people will end up with residual problems. I, I thank God that, that I did not. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but I, I know I, it was watched, a difficult battle for you. It um, was, but you know, by the grace of God, you know, I can breathe. I can, there are people who recovered and may not have had intubation and stuff like that, but they're still struggling with health issues. And so when you're, when you're sitting here taking a blase attitude about something as serious as the health of the American public, that shows me that there's an issue with you personally. I don't care if you're Republican and, and you and I've had this conversation, I probably lean more Republican than Democratic. I believe a lot of stuff in the Republican side. I mean, I, I am exactly. for- um, Exactly. I talk, I, we talk about immigration. We talk about um, socialized medicine, if that's what they want to call it. I do believe in healthcare for all. I think some component of, if we're going to call ourselves one of the advanced, richest com- uh, countries in America, we have to do a better job at making sure that we have healthcare covered for citizens and membership should have its privileges. I pay taxes out the yin yang. I don't care how much money you make, how much money you pay out in your taxes is relative to your income in most cases. And I know that um, people like to say, well, the middle class is this. Um, it is incumbent that as hard as you work, you should not have to sit here and wait four and five and six weeks to get a result from a test, mm-hmm. to get an appointment for a test, a mm-hmm. referral to go to another doctor. And by the time mm-hmm. you have wasted all the time, whatever you have has grown inside of you. So that's, that's a pet peeve of mine. Immigration. Mm-hmm. I think I, I am one of those people who tr- firmly believe you got to take care of what's here before uh-huh. you can go outside and go get something else. So yes, it's like, it's like if in my house, I invite every person that I meet into my house and I'm not feeding the children at my table. So I can't, if I can't take care of my home, I can't go get other people to take care of because if I teach the other people to take mm-hmm. care of themselves and to take care of home, then we could go get some other people because everybody else at the table is working. But membership mm-hmm. should have its privileges. I think you have to take care of home. Um, I think you should have proper medic, uh, medical care. And people say, well, other yeah. countries do it and they're taxed at. We have too many resources. How do you run out of PPE? Come on. How do you run out of PPE? I, mm-hmm. if, you, if we go to war, and now at this point, we're, we're at war with a disease and you don't have proper PPE? Mm-hmm. On, and you're over here poo-pooing the disease that is killing people while your frontline people who are doctors and nurses are on the line putting their families. In. I'm sorry, you know, I can yes. get on this soapbox right here. And you You're okay. You're okay. Cause I'm first responder. Come on. Oh my goodness. So if, if you, my thing is, if you're voting just for your party, you're co-signing on that. Mm-hmm. That says more about you. 
because I can't go with that. I voted Republican. I have voted Democrat. But what you cannot do is tell mm-hmm. me that because of my party, I can co-sign on the foolishness of that, mo- that man. Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. Throw the, throw the flag. Throw the 15 yard penalty. Let's Ooh. start the first time over. Man, five yards, because I didn't say the whole word, but it, it starts with the M, ends with the R, and we'll go with that letters in between because I, I I cannot I, I just cannot I cannot so in this political season I'm just at this point I'm just urging everybody to go to the polls exercise your, your vote and vote as if your life depends on it because mm-hmm. we are headed into a shaky season we have black sons black uncles yes, yes. black friends yes. I want my, I want black husbands I want my male friends, hell, it could be female at this point. I need to come to be able to come home safely. Mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. need I need to be able to be comfortable. I, I just for those who are listening, I carry a weapon. Mm-hmm. And then I'm very efficient at my um indeed I'm not I'm unashamed because I need you to know I'm packing. I'm packing and I and 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 I'm good at it. And mm-hmm. and I would advise all women, regardless mm-hmm. of your color, to arm yourselves for your own protection, but you need to make sure that you can protect your house because mm-hmm. we are headed into a season um, based on whether this, that win or lose, it's, it's some things gonna change in this country. Win or lose on who's in that White House, we gonna have some problems. And that's Definitely. a sad thing to me. Now you can go, I've talked enough, go ahead. <laughs> well, one of the things I wanna talk about that you were talking about is the healthcare issue. We need to pay attention in this country about the healthcare issue. As a chaplain, I have the, the I'm gonna say honor and privilege to deal with some of the underserved or those that are less fortunate in the world. And to me, it's, you can say it's luck or you can say whatever, but some people just don't have what others have. And I respect um, our front line. I respect our nation. I respect those that work hard to make sure that our nation have. But we all know that when um, Mr. Trump um, tested positive, he and his wife for COVID, the treatment they received, we're not going to re- we're not going to receive right, that. Right, right. And right. so people wanted to look at it as well, he's okay. Well, just because he's okay don't mean Jimmy, Bobby, Sally, or Betsy is going to be okay if they get it because they're not going to receive the top care and the top treatment that he received. And so it's important that we all have health care because at some point in time, just like this COVID came, who's to know what else is to come? Would you raise you remember I told you when 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 Lawrence got sick, they literally put him out on the curb, mm-hmm. even though he had COVID-induced pneumonia. Mm-hmm. They put him out on the curb and said, "Go home. You're not sick enough to be to be put in the hospital." They carefully did that Joker, and they they didn't even give give him a prescription. They didn't give Lawrence a mm-hmm. prescription. They just said, mm-hmm. "Well, you can't stay here." And he couldn't breathe. And he had COVID-induced pneumonia. I mean, the Joker almost died, and you and. They gave this man every kind of treatment under the sun. Why come my loved one and, is not worth that? And 
And Audrey, I want to add to it, and I hope I'm not talking too much, but at the time when they put him out on the curb, you as his spouse couldn't go get him because you were sick. Well, that's true. And so, you know, like I said, at the same time, Mr. Trump and his wife had it as well. And Barry, you know, they're keeping a lot of his health situation. Girl, I, you know, I could do a whole show on complaining about the stuff that they keep secret for that mofo there. This man, I, I, see, I didn't say the word. Okay. I'm just trying to help you, but that's a five-year-old Oh, Lord, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. five-year-old I said it for you. Um, you know, how they care. And, and, and wait a minute, let me be clear with you. I expect our leaders to get whatever treatment because... If your leader dies, you leave yourself weakened mm-hmm. for other countries to attack. So I mm-hmm. don't have a, if it was Obama, my president, um, then I would expect him to, to give him any uh, trial medications or whatever to, to make sure that he got back healthy. Because any kind of lack of lead, leadership at the head opens the opportunity. It's just like in your home. You know, I, I always use the um, metaphor of your house being your kingdom. So if, if the head of your kingdom dies, it leaves it available for somebody else to come in and take the kingdom. Mm-hmm. So um, I expect him to get those resources. But when you see that there is a lack, I bet you whomever was helping him did not have a lack of PPE. And that's, exactly. that's my problem, is the fact exactly. that you have to make, where are the tens of thousands of ventilators that they said, that he said they were making? And because you still have communities that are lacking PPE ventilators and so forth, and you're trying to ramp things up. You still have communities that are talking about we're making preparation by putting beds in conference uh, convention centers. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Come mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. You know, leadership one, starts at the top. And one one of the other things that I, that I want to bring up um it's like you said it's very important to get out there and vote and and the bible said let a man be persuaded by his own mind but one of the things that i look at and i think about when i listen to um the both both of the candidates talk i remember as a little girl my grandmother would tell me that i can't hang with sally because she starts too much trouble Mm. And when you hang around people who start a lot of trouble, before long, you're going to get in trouble. Mm. And so sometimes when people start a lot of trouble and they start situations, some people start to go right along. Some people go right along with that trouble. So you can't, just because you want to be cool or be the other guy's friend, is he starting a lot of trouble? Because if he's starting a lot of trouble and... When I say trouble, the encouragement of people being gunned down, the encouragement of carrying weapons, the encouragement of people that when there has been a shooting or a riot or different things, you are encouraging the wrong thing instead of supporting. So all of you that are parents, I want you to think about how many times have you told your children you can't hang around him or her because they start too much trouble. You can't be, I don't want you to be friends with him or her because they start too much trouble. I catch you back around that person again, you're gonna get grounded because they start too much trouble. 
Sometimes you need to look at how much trouble a person is starting and wonder to yourself, are you going to still defend that person? Are you falling into the ways of that person? Or do you need to get away from that trouble? So well, you, no, Jeracy, I'm going to take you even a step further than that. Do you remember when your, your, your parents or your grandparents would say uh, birds of a feather flock together? Come on. And that if you don't want to be known as that type of bird, you won't come on hang around. Okay. Exactly. So my exactly. thing is, if you can co-sign on that behavior, it says more to me about you than it does about them. Because you have a choice in how you conduct yourself and how you want your image seen. So if you are sitting here saying, I agree with it, but then um, I, I just had an epiphany of something else I wanted to talk to you about. Um, but uh, we'll talk it and we come back from the break. But then you have to you have to own how then you are treated by the people who see you with the birds you're flocking with. Mm -hmm. So if you want mm -hmm. to co-sign on certain behavior, then be prepared for the response you receive because I I truly believe that you can't co-sign with somebody who is advocating for it being okay that my black life doesn't matter, nor my sons or my daughters or my husband or my friends, and yet tell me we're friends. I'm not your friend. Mm -hmm. I'm not and your friend so because I'm a friend by convenience. Exactly. And, and there's so many people who fail to understand that in your everyday dealings of today's society, when someone is disrespectful, they're out of order, they're unruly, they're not right. You remove yourself from that person. Right. right. And you tell, again, you tell other people, I wouldn't hang around him or her. Right, right. This reputation of this behavior. So my question is, why is this different in looking at this position of yes. the world? Yes. And with that being said, we're gonna go to break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hello, I am Jose Sanchez with Jose Sanchez Law Firm. As an aggressive Harvard-educated lawyer for almost 20 years, I have fought for the rights, freedoms, and voices for the people all around the world. Whether it's winning millions of dollars for the injured people or getting not guilty verdicts in the courtroom, I am a success. During the times of hardship, you need an advocate that will fight for your rights and is not scared of the courtroom. Visit my website at attorneysanchez.com and let me be your voice. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand, all from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. 
This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. If you want to make your voice heard, call us during the live show at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Mac at gmail.com. Now, back to Double Down. Welcome back with Garrett and Mac, Double Down with Garrett and Mac. Uh, when we left, we were talking politics, but we're going to shift over for a moment. We want to talk about October being Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And um, we want to do so because uh, both Jeracy and I are in sororities, and both of our sororities, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. And what's that one you with? Watch your mouth. Zeta Phi Beta. <laughs> what the hell? Okay. Don't anyway. <laughs> but Don't anyway. We, as, as organizations that are um, con- constructed of women, 100, 100% of women, um, we are, um, that's my phone ringing, God dog it, and <laughs> I'm never in my office and it's my fax ringing, so we just going to have to just ignore that for a minute. But for those people that- That's what happens when you talk about deltas. No, it's when you talk about deltas. But uh, cancer has touched so many of our families. And um, unfortunately for me, I have been um, in the uh, Atlanta area seeing my own sister. And she is a breast cancer survivor. And unfortunately, she is now stage four. And so um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month is very vital to me and important to me. And it's an important topic for me. So I just want to say, Jeracy, let's make sure that we encourage everybody to go get their mammograms to go ahead and make sure that they are purposeful in, in watching and taking care of their health. Um, breast cancer is not even something that was uh, predisposed in my family. And yet here we are, you know, watching a sibling go through and it's not just the, our women, it's the men. And we want everybody to be mindful of their health and go see their doctors. You know, we just had a good conversation about um, healthcare and not just related to COVID, but just healthcare in general. And so I think we have to be mindful that during Breast Cancer Awareness Month, that men and women go get themselves checked. Um, even during COVID, go do your checking to make sure that you are healthy and strong. You cannot wait. Cancer is vicious. It is... <laughs> It is destroying uh, lives every day. It's taking lives every day. It is. It is. And one of the things that I had to go through a death in my family, basically my sister, um, it was it was really, really hard uh, on me to watch her and to deal with that and to see her go through it. Um, and 
she was a soldier to the end and 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 it's hard and i tell people no matter how much you tell yourself that you're prepared and you're ready you can't prepare yourself for something like that amen but in a in a different situation i remember being a little girl and in the car with my grandparents so i couldn't have been school age at the time and my grandparents would take my mom to the bus station and drop her off to catch the bus to go to MD Anderson for treatments for Mm. breast cancer. And she would ride the bus to MD Anderson and she would go and she would receive her treatments and she would come back. And I just want to say, I thank God because we just had my mama's 69th birthday um, uh, last week. And that's a blessing. We know the medicine has come a long way since then. And for me to have been a little girl, even though y'all know I'm 30, my mama's 69, she was in her 20s then. And oh, she Lord. would go and oh, she would, she had this done. Um, it's just so much that has changed and has progressed since then. And to all the women and to all the, the women and men that are fighting and dealing with breast cancer, continue to fight, deal yeah. with it do what do what needs to be done god is a healer um i have a great friend of mine right now he is battling prostate cancer i pray every day that god heals him and heals him to allow him to go back to do the his favorite things that he wants to do in life and so that is that is my prayer for him uh, audrey will be praying for your sister as well i know that it is taking a toll on you I you know, know it's not about that. it's not about me. I, you know, I say that to people who say, "Well, I'll be praying for you." I ask that people pray for the person who's going through it. I mean, I, I have such support. I mean, you, for me, you know, you mm-hmm. are one of my greatest support systems out here because you've walked this path as the survivor of mm-hmm. the the victim of breast cancer. Mm-hmm. So for me, the struggle is I tell people all the time, "Can you just pray for her?" and I'm going to be all right in the, in, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Um, I've, I've never known life without having a sister, good, bad, ugly, indifferent. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I tell, mm-hmm. I, I'm a transparent person. So our, our situation has never been perfect, but that's the only sister I have. And mm-hmm. there's nothing I wouldn't do for her um, anyway. And then on top of it, here we are now. And I have two brothers and we are always constantly at each other to make sure we go take care of our health. So when, mm-hmm. when I, when I ask for prayer, I don't, I don't ask for prayer for me. I thank God. God has, you know, he has me covered. He'll, he's still working on me. I ask mm-hmm. people to pray for her because just to watch the disease process has been emotionally draining because I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. I cannot, there's nothing I can do to fix it. There's, and, and it doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't how much time you have. It doesn't, enough cancer is an equal opportunity, offensively yes, nasty person. And yes, he comes like it, that is a thief in the night. He's coming for yes. your life. And I thank God for those people that I know that have survived and that are survivors. Mm-hmm. And I would just tell you people to appreciate your loved one while they're mm-hmm. here. I would never want to be you. I know that you had to make that call on your sister and mm-hmm. I don't know how you did it. Um, I think I'm going to lead out with my older brother. But you know, <laughs> to, to, to me, um, 
the one thing, and I thank God for a praying grandmother, for a loving grandmother. I, I tell everybody that was my hero because after she passed, I had to go tell my grandmother. Mm. And what do you say when you don't know what to say? And so as I entered into the room to talk to my grandmother, she was asleep. And so I sat in the chair beside her and she, and I sat there and I was just sitting there waiting on her and she rolled over. I had my head turned looking at the door and she said, were you going to tell me or not? And I just turned and I looked at her and I said, what you mean, grandma? She said, well, what you coming here to tell me? You've been sitting there a while and you ain't Mm. said nothing. Look Mm. how good God is. And she said, (laughs) and she, and I said, well, grandma, she, she didn't make it. She passed and I started crying and her exact words to me. She said, why are you standing up here crying? Did she have her life right with Jesus? And I said, grandma, you know, she did. She said, well, why are you crying? You stand down here crying. She enjoying herself. And I said, well, Lord, I thank you. I I will say this um, to anybody that's listening, that if you have the opportunity um, please go out to uh, Google my sister. Her name is Psalmist Pamela Johnson. She's an outstanding singer and songstress. She's written her own music. She's a gospel singer. And, and I mean, her CDs have brought me much joy in the past, and I'm sure they'll bring me much joy in the present. Her voice is an anointed voice. She really um, is a beautiful singer. And I don't say that just because she's my sister and she can say because. Audrey cannot sing. <clears throat> me, 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 me. Okay, I can't sing. I, I sing for everybody. Oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> it said make a joyful noise. No. But, um, you know, just want to reiterate again, Duracy, if you have the opportunity, the time, love on your people, love on them. And um, we're going we to leave this topic. We're going to leave it aside. And I know this is a crazy transition. Crazy transition. But Duracy turned me on to a song that I want y'all to know she did. So I had to okay. go listen to it. No, 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 no. Did you turn me on to it or not? Did you? Did you, I, did you? Let, let me get my explanation of Say the story. yes. Say yes first. Yes, I did. Okay. Oh, no, so go ahead, tell it. I have, I have a 16-year-old niece. So if any of y'all know or have house, a 16-year-old niece, the house, you know <laughs> that they think they know everything in the world and they are the coolest and my there's outfits don't go together. Her and my friend cannot stand my bangs and everything. <laughs> so we were, we were out together Saturday and they said, she said, Nanny, have you heard what? And I said, no. I said, but I know the dance because Janet Jackson does it real good in pleasure. That ain't what they talking about. That ain't that ain't <laughs> what she was talking about. So I'm like, what are you talking about? So I, you know, all I listen to is gospel music. So we get in the car. Oh, me too. And she puts it on. And I'll, I'll let you go ahead and take over what 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 I let you take over from them. I just want to say I, I, I feel like a nine, I feel like a 97 year old old woman. Um, I felt like Betty Wright's mama. Baby, I like the music and the beat's nice too. But I know you're not gonna sing that song. <laughs> oh, I was not ready when the when the young woman, and I don't know whether it was Megan the Stallion or uh Cardi B who said, I don't cook and I don't clean, but I don't, 
but you know, you, you can't figure out how I got this ring. And I'm like, and it's because of the walk. And I was like, oh, sweet baby Jesus, I wasn't ready. I had to go sit down. Who? Girl, I could not imagine one of my kids coming home and saying, Mama, this is a song I'm going to put on the radio. If y'all ain't, if y'all don't know what WAP is, if you if you haven't heard the song, if you say, don't listen to it. I, Jeracy has just, she's corrupted me. I'm sorry, because I was like, Jesus, ah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, yeah, that's you. You did it. You, did, baby, baby, baby. WAP. If you say don't, don't. Mm-mm. But the marriage bed is undefiled. So if you're married and say, go on over there and play it for your man. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I was shocked, but, um, and I listened to it because I wanted to listen to what the cheer and I listened to. Did you, did you listen to the today. whole song? I, I did. And I just want to say to Cardi B, girl, you made some good points in there, but I'm oh, just saying. Oh, snap. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I couldn't even get through. Because you know what? I, I struggle with rap music anyway because my mind doesn't think in that, that, that quickly to get all the words. So I, I, listen, I have to listen to the song several times when the kids would come up with songs they wanted me to hear. Mm-hmm. And so to really get all the words. I'm scared to go look at the lyrics for a while. And then and I got to a certain point, I said, I, and, and then in the background you hear, this whore's in the house, this whore. And I'm like, is he saying the whore's? Girl, I was unwell. I, I just, I Geraci, my chaplain, Geraci, turned me on to walk. And I Cardi just want to, I, I know you, honey. If, if Cardi children- B, I, I, I want to say to you <laughs> again, I listened to the song. I, I'm like, I was like, I know she's not going to sing that song. Babe. But, um, I, the, the words was nice. <laughs> some of the words had she. The, some of the wording was nice. I, I, I liked beat, how she put it and together. The beat was fantastic. And the beat was great. But like Betty Wright, I know you're not gonna sing that, sing song. that song, girl. Okay, so I mean, Jeracy, you had to roll it out one on a high note because you and I had a lot of giggles, kicks and giggles on WAP, and it's, it's number one in the country. That's the funny thing. I mean. I just don't know how I would be in the club at, at, as a young person at this day and age. Cause I mean, we have music to listen to and these children here, I could not be imagined. And I don't know if they dance in clubs. I mean, cause you, I know you only 25, but I'm 55. I'm 30. And, well, okay. I'm glad you're 30 now, but okay. baby, we this I don't know how they do it. And I don't know if you're supposed to be dancing with a dude or whether you're dancing with your girlfriends. I just don't know if I could be dancing with a dude and we we dance it to the walk because I got nothing. Okay, baby, let me tell y'all, this has been uh, an episode with Double Down with Garrett and Matt. Once again, we just wanted to kind of shoot off the cuff and we're going to let Deracy close it out. Okay, so I want to close it out, letting everybody know we need to think about love and be loved. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious, boastful, proud, or rude. Love is not selfish. Love is not easily angered or keeps no record of wrong. Love does not rejoice in wrong, but rejoices in the truth. Love always protects, always believe, always hope, always endure. Love never fails. 1 Corinthians 13, 4, and 8. And we want to remind everybody to love one another, to treat one another, treat people like you want to be treated. And remember, when you get into an argument with somebody, just remind them the Bible is right and somebody's wrong. From Double Down with Garrett and Mac, we enjoyed you this week. Look forward to next week. Bye-bye.
You've been listening to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. Be sure to join Audrey Garrett and Jeracy Mack again next Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next week.